1: Good morning to everyone. Welcome along to Tradee's News in a nutshell for your Tuesday morning. It is the 7th of February 2023. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170am in Sydney, SENQ 693am in Brisbane. And SEN sixteen twenty a.m. on the Gold Coast. one 300 1170 our open line number as per usual. Or well, you can text 0457-736-736. Daniel pedigree with you up until 6 a.m. Then Julian King, Jalisa Apps to take you through this summer breakfast show. Our Queensland listeners, as always, you'll get the first hour of that show uh, before Padding Heels come along at 6 a.m. local time. And don't forget Vossi and Brandy for our listeners in particular through SEN 1170 a.m. return next Monday, six days time from 6 a.m. Very much looking forward to that. In the meantime, big show for us this morning. Uh, Chris Perkins in America. We'll have a chat with him as the preparation for the Super Bowl continues. Um, And there has been a lot of news uh, overnight, which I'll bring up to speed on in just a second, in terms of the Premier League as well, involving Manchester City, Uh, Leeds United have also sacked their manager. John Gallo will be on the line in about half an hour to talk all about that and some of the big matches as well across the weekend just gone. So plenty to get through there and want to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Let's actually start with the Premier League because this is news that has developed overnight. And as I say, we'll talk more about it to John uh, a little later on. Uh, But but uh, Premier League powerhouse Manchester City, they have been charged with over 100 breaches of financial regulations as a four-year investigation uh, finally uh, reveals its findings. Now, this is very interesting. So they could be expelled from the Premier League. Uh, Other possible punishments include a points deduction for the reigning champions, transfer bans, spending limits, and even the stripping of previous titles. Although this situation is unprecedented, the club are accused of overstating their sponsorship income to allow them to spend more money on players under the league's strict financial fair play rules. The investigation into the club's dealings, as I said, has lasted for four years. The Premier League has now published its findings. I'll go through some of them in a moment, but it doesn't make for good reading. The charges relate to breaching regulations over nine seasons between 2009 and 2018, with the investigation starting way back in December 2018. The first alleged issue is underage players were pressured to sign contracts with City through monetary payments. Secondly, that Abu Dhabi sponsors provided only a portion of their payments to the club, um, with their owners stumping up the rest, in turn allegedly overstating the sponsorship income and allowing them more money to spend on players than they are entitled to. Uh, And also ex-boss Roberto Mancini received a significant portion of compensation from a fictitious uh, consultancy contract when he left the club in 2013. European football bosses uh, UEFA slapped City with a two-year ban and fined the club £25 million for alleged financial fair play breaches. However, in 2020, that was overturned and the fine was cut to £9 million. It is also claimed uh, by the Premier League that Manchester City did not comply with with UEFA regulations surrounding club licensing and financial fair play in 2013 and 2014, and between 2014, 15, and 2017 and 18. And another breach relates to profit uh, rules in 2015, 2016, 2016, 2017, and 2017, 2018. The Premier League also accused City of failing to cooperate and assist with the investigation. So uh, Man City won the premier league three times in the period covered by investigation back in 2011-2012 that amazing finish 2013-2014 uh, and 27 and 2018 they've also finished uh, top of the table three times since of course and one as well 2018 and 19 2021 and 21 uh, 22 um so yeah, so they've won it six times actually I'm not sure why that said three times but they've won it six times uh, those, all those years uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Having won it in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and twenty one twenty two, That's a lot of competitions under uh, what when this investigation has taken part of from 2009 to 2018. And look, you'd have to go back there every year to see how close each season was. But I mentioned that 2011-2012 season, that went down to the last day. There was a year, uh, 2020-21, where Liverpool was in it right until the last day, or close to it. Interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, We know at the moment uh, they're behind Arsenal. It's an interesting one, um, and it's something that you don't often see in the Premier League. Uh, Your thoughts on it, if you are a Man City fan... Um, who lost actually yesterday to Tottenham as well, which was a shock result. But this, I think, more worrying. If you are a Manchester City fan or a football fan, you may know more than me on this. We'll talk to John Gallow as I say, in about 25 minutes about it. But 0457 736 736 or 1300 What should be the punishment for Manchester City? Um, now, they may get dock points this year. They may not even go on to win it this year Anyway. But should there be something else, they are saying, as I say, expulsion from the Premier League is a possibility. Should that happen, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, what would you do to Man City after all these investigations? Now they can appeal this; uh, they did do that in twenty twenty. And you'd imagine they'll establish a significant legal team uh, to fight their case. So this will go uh, for a little while longer. But that is some news breaking over uh, night. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, what would you do to Man City? Uh, what would be if all these allegations are found tr- uh, true, proven to be true, what would you do? Uh, what should be the punishment? 0457 736 736. Look, we've seen here in previous years, uh, the Bulldogs and probably Melbourne Storm are probably the most obvious ones um, course, the Bulldogs back in 2002 lost basically all their points. Same with Melbourne, uh, found guilty for cheating the salary cap. And we saw Parramatta to a lesser extent a few years back uh, lose some points at the start of the season as well. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line as well, anytime. Uh, one one 1170 And if you do call the open line as well, you will win a Makita prize pack this morning as well. So happy to hear from you. one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Uh, back page of the Daily Telegraph today in Sydney. Uh, good news for South Sydney, in a way. Uh, George Piggins is returning. Now, we know many, many years ago, a long time ago, actually, there was this feud between George Piggins and also Russell Crowe. Well, now George Piggins is returning to the South Sydney fold. Um, 17 years later, uh, a stalemate, uh, it's revealed that Piggins and his wife, Nolene, have agreed to transfer their life memberships to the club's new entity, ending a standoff from 2006 when Russell Crowe and Peter Holmes court brought the club against Piggins' wishes. So uh, we know uh, if you're old enough to remember uh, the arguments and the fights there, but it seems that all uh, it's happy now in the world of George Piggins and South Sydney and Russell Crowe, which got me thinking now, he's not coming back to be a member of the coaching staff or anything like that. But what club legend would you like to see back involved with your club? What club legend would it help your team maybe improve? And it can be as a coach. It can be just as an ambassador, I suppose. But what club legend, former club legend from your club, would you like to see back at your club? Someone that isn't currently working there. 0457 736 736 is our text number, or 1300 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh You can think of a few clubs that could do with some club legends back in the fold now. But who would be your club legend that you'd like to see back in the fold? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 What former club legend from your club would you like to see back at your club uh, for this year and beyond in either a coaching role or an ambassador role? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111. 11.70 at 10 past 5, 10 past 4 in Queensland. Uh, Now, Latrell Mitchell, Jack Whiten, uh, a bit of an update on them, not too much. Uh, We know what happened on the early hours of Sunday morning down in Canberra. They issued a joint statement yesterday apologising for the incident in Canberra, which led to the pair's dramatic arrest on Sunday morning as the NRL confirmed the pair would be available to play for the Indigenous All-Stars. So, for legal reasons, they said, we cannot comment on the charges that are before the court at the moment. The statement said, however, we wanted to express remorse from putting ourselves in the position to embarrass our clubs and the NRL over the weekend. We were there to celebrate Jack's 30th with family and friends, While everyone enjoyed a great night, we understand that our wrestle, as harmless as we believed it to be, was a poor decision and may have looked bad. We are sorry for this and know that we need to be better when in public. We remain great friends and are looking forward to proudly representing our community at the All-Stars this weekend. The NRL confirmed Mitchell and Whiten were clear to play for the Indigenous All-Stars. They said both Luttrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten remain available to participate in the 2023 Harvey Norman All-Stars this match in Rotorua. Um, the NRL uh, will await the conclusion of the criminal proceedings before finalising its process and determining any uh, sanction under the NRL rules. So they'll be playing uh, this weekend. No real surprise uh, there. Uh, and we'll see what happens in court. I think it's February twenty-two. They're up in court. Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six, or to the open line. We go one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Jason from Blacktown is on the line. Morning to you, Jason.
0: Good morning. How are you? Yeah,
1: very well, man. How are you going?
0: Fantastic. Now, club legends that mm. we're talking about. Yes. As a Manchester United fan, Sir <laughs> Alex Ferguson has to come
1: back. Ah, how good would that be? An uh, amazing manager. I was at Old Trafford, Jason, just uh, a few months back for the Rugby League World Cup final, not uh, any football, but it was just amazing walking down towards it. I don't know if you've ever been, Jason, but walking down towards the ground. Yep and just seeing how many... And they, as I said, Manchester United, they weren't even playing, but how many flags are on the uh, houses lighting up. It's just It was just an amazing experience.
0: The tour is amazing. Mm. It's a fantastic yeah. place, and I've seen a couple of games there, and it's just a truly awesome atmosphere. And if we could get Alex Ferguson back, we might be a chance.
1: What do you make... I don't know if you caught the top of the show about this Man City news that have co- has come out overnight.
0: Well... I think everybody knows that Chelsea and Man City and even, well, maybe not Man U, but there were teams that were spending a lot more money than I think they had. The problem is, whether it's the FA, whether it's UEFA, FIFA, they really don't go through with anything meaningful. Mm. Um, I don't think there's really much they're going to do. They can threaten, but at the end of the day, the money's too big. Look at the money that's coming to Newcastle United. They'll be a big player as well pretty soon. I'd like to think there is some recourse if you're not doing it the right way, but... I just don't see they're going to do anything. It's a bit defeatist, but I can't see them doing anything.
1: Yeah, it will be very interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, before I let you go, Jason, and you have one and Makita Price back, I'll be back in contact with you later uh, to get your details. Man United, give them a sneaky chance to win the title this year. Obviously, we know Arsenal are on top.
0: Well, I think Arsenal will choke. Okay. I think Man City <laughs> will be deducted at some point. Mm. So, yeah, I do give them a sneaky chance.
1: All right. Good luck, Jason. Thanks for the call. Call any time, mate. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. You too. Jason on oh, the open line. You can call anytime, 300 01 1170 or text. There's a few texts there. I'll get them shortly. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Now, just before a break as well, we are only uh, 18, well, we're a bit longer than 18 days away from the start of the NRL season, but we're 18 shows for me away from the start of the NRL season. So I thought what we'd do. Uh, In between everything else uh, we do on this show each day, uh, start looking at the clubs that are going to be participating, of course, all 17 clubs this year in the NRL season, and get your verdict. And we might um, get your texts through, get your calls through, and we might at the end of the season uh, see who came as close to getting all your predictions right. Uh, So we're going to start from the bottom up. Now, it's a bit unfair because it's the Dolphins' first who haven't played a game yet. They will be playing. Uh, oh, I think they might have played a trial game last weekend, but they'll be playing a couple of preseason challenge games over the next couple of weeks. And then, as we know, their first game in three and a half weeks, three and a bit weeks, against the Roosters on a Sunday afternoon at Suncorp Stadium. We won't go through their gains and losses because the players have gained is everyone that's playing for them. Um, I want your thoughts, though. 0457 736 736 or open line 1300 01 three hundred o one eleven seventy. Can the Dolphins, firstly, and I'm going to ask this of every team, can the Dolphins make the top eight? Will the Dolphins make the top eight? Uh, I don't think they'll be making the top eight. I don't know if they're going to be running last, though. I think Wayne Bennett's coach might just be able to get them away from that last position. And, look, their side is not too bad. I, sh- I saw Sean O'Sullivan and Anthony Milford um, interviewed on Channel 9 News last night, and Anthony Milford saying he's going to have more of a roaming role in 2023, which is where he said he plays his best football, like he did with the Broncos back in 2015, 16 and 17. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, a great deputy to Nathan Cleary. But is he going to be able to steer the side around week in, week out? We know they've got some experience in the four pack as well. So the Dolphins, where do you put them? They're our first team we're going to look at, and we're going to look at a team each day in the lead up to the uh, kickoff of the season in just over three weeks' time. O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, where do you put the Dolphins on your ladder this year and can they make the top eight. 0457 736 736. I say no but what about you? 1300 01 11 70. Plus what would you do to Man City after these allegations overnight? Uh, we'll go through them again if you're just turning the radio on in about 15 minutes time from now. And club legends. What former club legend in the NRL, or can be any sport, Jason from Blacktown just said, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, what club legend would you like to see back involved with your team either in a coaching role or in an ambassador role? 0457 736-736 7, 7, or 1300-01-1170. Plenty of text there. I'll get to them in a second. Keep the calls coming as well. And after this, we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins in America. It's 16 past five in New South Wales, 16 past four in Queensland. Plenty happening in the Premier League. We'll talk to John Gallo in about 10 or so minutes time from now, asking you uh, what you would do to Man City if you're just switching on the radio. A lot of allegations against them. We'll run through them again in about 10 minutes when we speak to John. Also asking about club legends. What club legend? Would you like to see back in the fold, either as a coach or as an ambassador? 0457 736736 This one uh, says, good morning, young Daniel. I'd love to see the greatest Tigers coach return to the staff, the one and only Alan Jones. I'm not going to read the rest of the text, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, And he says, always listening. Alan at Belford-Jones. Well, that is just brilliant. Thank you, uh, Alan. We'll get to rest of the text uh, shortly. Chris Perkins on the line from America. Morning to you, Chris.
2: Hey, good morning. The Manchester City mm. thing. Didn't we just go through this a few years ago? Yeah. And, well, with UEFA?
1: Yes, and then that got over. The whole mess. Yeah, then that got overturned. We're going to have a chat to John Yallo about it. It is uh, the list of things. I uh, went through them at the top of the show about 20 minutes ago. It's been going from since the investigation being from 2018, but dates back. To 2009. So we'll have a chat with John about that uh, shortly. Going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, Kyrie Irving, the trade, is it done? Is it going to be done? What's happening with that?
2: Wow. What a, what a 48 hours for, for Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, uh, the trade request came out Friday. Yesterday, the news comes he's been traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And this is a big trade because... The the trade involves Kyrie and Marquise Morris going to Dallas in exchange for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, 1st round pick and second round picks in both twenty seven and twenty nine for the Mavericks. This, this is a trade. This is definitely a win now trade because they they are they've given away their entire twenty twenty nine draft. Now granted, it's six years from now, but. You know, those those draft picks, those those are important things for for teams even down the road. But this is definitely a case of bringing somebody who, yes, has been a malcontent everywhere else he's played. Mm. But there have been moments, there have been stretches of time where Kyrie Irving has been a good team guy. and, And the Mavericks are hoping they can bring him in, pair him with Luka Doncic, and. Uh, get out of the muddle that is the middle of the Western Conference. Because right now Dallas sits sixth in the West, but there's a four game uh, four game margin between fourth place in the West and 13th place in the West. So basically, everybody in that mix is either either has a chance of getting home court in the first round of the playoffs to missing even the play-in tournament. So there's a wide range of possibilities, and adding Kyrie in, who's averaged 27-5-5 this year when he's played, uh, with Luka Doncic, uh, they're thinking that that's going to be a combination that can vault them up the ladder in the Western Conference.
1: Mm, going to be very, very interesting. Now, something else, Chris said it's going to be very interesting. Of course, we had the Pro Bowl over the weekend just gone, but the Super Bowl is now only six days away. Don't forget as well, you'll hear all of it here on SEN uh, from nine AM next Monday with Jared Waitley over there in America. But uh, Chris, six days out, the start of the Super Bowl week. What's the latest?
2: Uh, the teams are in, in the Valley of the Sun. They're in the Phoenix area, uh, beginning preparations. Of course, the hype really starts building up big time uh, starting today. You'll have media day. And, and then the teams will kind of go into their shells and try to treat this as much of a normal week as they possibly can,
3: mm.
2: uh, given that they're away from their facilities. But, you know, the the media of the world will be there. Radio Row will be set up. Uh, we'll be running with all the all the sports talk radio shows going on this Sorry day, sorry sorry from, sorry from
1: Phoenix sorry so explain to our listeners what that is exactly
2: They ba- basically it's almost like a sports talk radio convention <laughs> okay. Super Bowl week weekend. Uh, you'll have all the the local shows from stations around the country mm. even you know states even station stations and networks mm. they'll they'll send their people down to do their shows live on site in Phoenix. Um, and I, it's like a giant room set up with all these little miniature radio studios.
1: Okay. For, for the
2: entire week. And and, it, and it's just a convention. I mean, Jared Waitley may be doing, may be doing his show this week from there. He may uh, well be. Uh, in Melbourne. So he may be in that room. He could probably describe it better. I've never been there. But, you know, you'll have media day where you'll have the media of the world asking questions, most of them not relating to sports, uh, to to players and staff. Now, a lot of the questions will be, but you'll have the oddball woods from, from, you know, people just trying to make a name for themselves or get publicity for themselves, things like that. But, mm. yeah, it, Super Bowl week is just a crazy week. Uh, I looked up uh, last night ticket prices. Mm. Uh, if you want to get into <laughs> State Farm Stadium, uh you can get in for 4500 bucks. Yeah. That's okay. the cheapest ticket I saw on on one of the reseller sites. And, and hotel prices, uh saw last week last week a Motel 6, which is not exactly a high class uh motel hotel in uh motel chain in this country. Uh, the closest one to State Farm Stadium had a room available for hang on to your hat 850 a night this weekend.
1: Mm. It is very expensive. Expensive. I've got a fr- actually got a couple of friends. One of them works here, but I've got another friend that would love to go to a uh, Super Bowl. Loves the NFL. Um, but it is just so expensive. How much do you know, Chris, and if you don't, that's fine, when the tickets, I suppose, first go on sale, how much are they generally? Because I, I would imagine they would sell out pretty quickly as well.
2: Yeah, and what the NFL does is they, they'll, they'll have distribution. Mm. So most of the tickets are sold, a lot of the tickets are sold through the teams that participate, and each team will get a certain percentage. I think it's about 18% uh, that they'll offer on to sell to some of their season ticket holders.
1: Yep. They'll have
2: like a lottery for season ticket holders to buy at face value. And Now, this is a few years old information, but face value for, for Super Bowl tickets, uh, a few years ago would run, would run about anywhere from 150 to 400 bucks. That's the face value of the ticket. Mm. But you know the NFL controls the distribution. They'll give to sponsors as well. Uh, to to give away or whatever they want to do with it. And, and each team gets a small percentage mm. of Super Bowl tickets to to do with what they want. But a lot of these tickets ultimately wind up on the secondary market because, listen, if you get given Super Bowl tickets – or even buy them at face value, you know that you can turn around, put it up on a reseller site like StubHub or any of the reseller sites. You're going to make 10, 10, 15, 20 times face value in some instances uh, just selling that ticket on. So that's how a lot of these tickets wind up on the secondary market because everybody knows these have value. People will spend four, five, eight, ten thousand dollars $8,000, 10000 depending on the seat, for for a ticket to the Super Bowl.
1: In particular, if your team is playing in it as well. Uh, Chris, good stuff. Thank you very much. We will talk on Friday, and then, of course, we'll get you on this show on Monday morning as we build up uh, to the Super Bowl. So looking forward to those chats. Have a good rest of the week. We'll chat in a couple of days' time. All
2: right, sounds good. Have a good
1: day. Chris Perkins in America. They're talking all things American sport and, of course, the Super Bowl six days away. Uh, 0457 736 736, or you can call the open line anytime, 1300 01 1170. Uh, Tim Sheens has conceded he is still waiting on confirmation on when star recruit John Bateman will arrive at the West Tigers and if the Englishman will even be fit for the start of the NRL season. Sheen has shot down rumours that an old ankle injury is the real issue that has caused Bateman's delayed NRL return. It comes as Adam Dewey weighs up a one-year offer to stay at the West Tigers beyond this year, and the club continues to chase a Parramatta's Mitchell Moses. In respects to uh, Bateman's drawn-out arrival, there has been speculation swirling throughout the game in recent weeks that the back rower has an ongoing ankle injury that may have even required recent surgery. Now, Sheens didn't expe- uh, didn't speculate yesterday, uh, but did brush aside any concern it was a major issue. And he said he has had a problem, uh, but not to the point of any concern for us. Uh, the coach was adamant the delay was related to a visa issue and nothing more. He said he has got a couple of bumps and bruises on him, but he played the World Cup. The ankle issue is not going to be the problem. The problem is getting him here, and that is almost solved. But he confirmed there is still no certainty on when John Bateman would get here. Uh, they definitely want him for the beginning of the season in a few weeks. 0457 736 736 or 1-300-0-1-11-70. 0111 70. Uh, we'll repeat what's going on with Man City in a moment because we're going to talk football with John Gallo. But if you heard the top of the show, what punishment? Would you be giving to Man City? We'll go through some of the allegations after the next break. Club legends. What club legend would you like to be involved back at your club? Carmelo on the text has said Tim Brasher back at the Tigers. What a player Tim Brasher was. He caught up with Volsey and Brandy a few months uh, back as well. Uh, seems like a very nice guy uh, and looked like it was a fantastic player uh, for all the clubs he played for uh, back in the 90s and very early 2000s. So, what club legend would you like back? At your team, 0457 736 736. And we'll start at our NRL season preview starting from the bottom up. The Dolphins, can you see them doing much this year? Where do you put them this year? Do you have them last? Do you have them maybe in your top eight to surprise everyone? Where would you rank them in terms of the twenty twenty three NRL season? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred O one eleven seventy. But there is a lot happening in the world of football, and we'll talk about it next with John Gallo here on Tradies News in a nutshell. Yes, it is. Good to have your company. Don't forget after 6am, Julian King and Jaleesa Apps taking you through the breakfast show. Vossi and Brandy returning for you on Monday. Looking forward to that. Uh, Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of uh, Julian and Jaleesa before you'll have patent heels from 6am local time. On the text line, and this is a good introduction to John Gallo. Uh, this from the Kingswood Welder. Good morning, Dan. Shocking news about the Manchester Storm. Uh, well, well, not quite, uh, but I I get the reference. Uh, thank you, Kingswood Welder. Good morning to you, John Gallo. How are you? Yes, good morning, Dan. How are you? Yeah, good. How's that, uh, just before we get into the serious stuff, how's that rubbish truck that you were near during the ad break? Well, it's crept up on me, Dan. It's <laughs> crept up on me from about two centimetres away from my ear to
3: now about half a centimetre now. So, And this driver's been here for about 20 minutes. So I don't know what, how much garbage there possibly could be there. But anyway, we'll wait and see. But... Uh, He's working frivolously, down at the moment, like some of the Man City executives, he's working very, very hard.
1: Well, can you let them know when you walk when they drive past to tune in to SCN, download the app, listen to SCN? Um, they're Absolutely. they would thoroughly enjoy this.
3: I've, I've yelled from about nine stories on top of my balcony right down to him to let him know. i tell you what, though, the hotel which he's doing this at, the hotel uh, people that are staying there overnight are not too happy. I can see some phones out of the window, some faces looking out of the window, looking down at him. Uh, but anyway, obviously the hotel hasn't warned them that this possibly could be happening. Is but this, uh, yeah, is that anyway, the, is live that the, and
1: breaking news, Dan? Is live that, and breaking news. Is that the hotel that I'm familiar with, or a different one? No, different one, different, different one. one, right near me. Yes, yeah. that that wouldn't yeah, that wouldn't happen at said hotel. All right, uh, let's get into no. the serious stuff. And I'm also asking this morning as well. Club legends, what club legends would you like to see back at your club? I might throw that at you uh, at the end of our chat. But before that, uh, breaking news overnight. So uh, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but Man City uh, they've been charged with over a hundred breaches of financial regulations. Uh, a four-year investigation. Uh, This has been uh, broken rules. This has been across nine seasons, from 2009 to 2018. There is a a lot of stuff to go through here, but basically uh, it's failing to provide accurate financial information that gives a true and fair view of the club's financial position, including sponsorship revenue, failing to provide full details of manager remuneration relating to the period when Roberto Mancini was in charge, failing to provide full details of player remuneration across the 2010, 2011 to 2015 to 2016 seasons, and it just goes on and on and on. There's a lot more uh, to take out of this. As I said, over 100 um, regulations have allegedly breached, and in that time, John, they have won six titles, some of them pretty close. Um, They're saying they could be deducted points, they could be expelled from the Premier League. They will probably contest this, you would imagine. Um, How do you see this playing out? Yeah, I mean, at the
3: moment, I think they're definitely going to contest for sure, judging by the statement that Man City released. They said that they started off the statement by saying they were very shocked and surprised by it. I don't know if that really is true, if they're really that shocked or not. Um, as you said, it's been a four year long investigation at the moment. Um, you know, Pep Guardiola alluded to it last week in the press conference when he was asked about Chelsea's transfer spending in the, uh, in the trans- January transfer window, and he kind of alluded to an odd statement at the time. He said that you know several clubs in the Premier League would like to see Man City fail out of the Premier League for their spending as well. Uh, and not too many people knew what he was actually referring to, but obviously Man City had word of the fact that uh, the FA were going to come down very, very hard on them. Um, obviously, the UK government has been questioning the mm. Premier League for some time as well about their financial management of the football clubs. Um, There was going to be a white paper release later this week, I hear, in the UK in reference to having maybe a third-party government body set up to uh, investigate financial regulations of Premier League football clubs. Obviously, the Premier League pushed back on that and said they didn't need one. And this might be a big opportunity now for the Premier League to, you know, flex its muscles a little bit and show Man City uh, and other clubs possibly thinking about doing the same thing that they're not going to tolerate it. So. It's going to be very interesting to see what unravels uh, this week, certainly, and for the many, many years to come, because this is going to take years to resolve. Um, And obviously, as you said, Man City will contest it. So it's going to drag out in the courts, obviously, for some time. um, And and it will open up a can of worms as to how other possible clubs are running their financial due diligence as well. So it uh, really is shocking news. I heard a lot of people over in the UK this morning saying it's possibly the biggest sports breaking news in the UK ever uh, in terms of the possible ramifications that may come out of it. As you said, Man City could be you know, facing possible relegation. I think football clubs will be expecting that as the least. Uh, and you know, there's been talking about obviously possible getting rid of Pep Guardiola as well. Um, there's no talk of stripping of trophies at the moment in those periods where Man City did win the, the Premier League, uh, which is a bit surprising. I'm surprised that hasn't come up as yet, but that may come up uh, in, the, uh, in the eventual future. But I think it's going to be obviously very, very surprising and and
1: interesting to see at the same time how the, uh, the Premier League does handle this. Just quickly before we move on to the other big story coming out of the Premier League overnight, do you see there is a chance, and I think you just referred to it there, that Manchester City, maybe not this season, as you say, may drag on for a long time, months, years. Do you see there being any possibility that they are expelled from the Premier League?
3: Look, it's going to be interesting. There is talk that they will only because of what I mentioned just then about the UK government mm. getting involved and, and in the fact that they've been eyeing down the, this third-party body set up uh, for some time already because they haven't been convinced that the Premier League has been on top of this at all ever and now this has proved the case. So I, I think there, that expulsion will be happening. I think the fact the Premier League will want to flex its muscles, like I said, they won't rule off anything off the table, uh, so that could be something that they will consider down the track. But only, obviously, time will tell. But 100 breaches of, of financial misplay is a huge rap sheet to have on anyone. So I don't know how much out of those 100 breaches Man City will be able to contest. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, it, it is some very serious charges. The fact also that they haven't uh, been going ahead with the financial investigations and, and playing, you know, playing ball with that for the last couple of
1: years has been interesting as well. So. Yeah, some serious ramifications that come out of it. Uh, just quickly on the other big story, because I want to get your take on some of the matches that were played over the weekend. Leeds United have sacked their manager. Some people say uh, they that manager of Leeds United, who was only pointed about a year ago, reminds them a bit of Ted Lasso. Uh, they have been struggling this year and they are, he is gone. Uh, another manager sacked from Leeds.
3: Yes, yeah, so Ted Lasso he's of the Premier League has now mm. left the building, unfortunately, mm. and pretty much I think the Leeds United board uh, allegedly told him that he uh, had to get out of the club. He was running it down, and uh, he wasn't heading in the direction that the Leeds United board and ownership felt was uh, was best placed. I have to say I do feel sorry for him uh, because obviously he was in a the, in the position for less than a, a year, which doesn't give any manager any great deal of time to uh, work their wonders, but also... You look at Leeds United, how they played this season, they were fantastic, they were on the front foot, they played some really expansive style of football. Defensively, they obviously had their issues and considered see the number of goals that cost them games in the end, but I think they were heading in, a, in, a, in a quite a good direction with Jesse Marsh. I would love to see what it would have been like after 18 months or two years in the job, but unfortunately, obviously, like most managers, you don't have that time in the Premier League Who's going to replace Jesse Marsh? Well, from an Aussie point of view, it's going to be very interesting because Ange Costasoglu has been mentioned uh, as a possible link to the Leeds United job. And to be fair, he's mentioned quite a few uh, vacancies this year. Nothing's transpired. Um, he's already showed his allegiances to Celtic and to see out the season there. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see whether he does decide that this Leeds United job might be just too good to let down. So only time will tell, obviously. Maurizio Ponachino has been mentioned as well, another name that's been thrown in the mix, uh, the former Spurs manager. He's been out of the game for some time. be interesting to see whether that transpires. Uh, but, yeah, I think for Jesse Marsh, I do feel for him in a little way. I, I know Leeds were struggling there for a moment, but I think the Premier League's been so tight this year that there's not much between teams that are, you know, 12th and 13th on the ladder and those that are in the relegation. It's really been a close fight all season long.
1: All right, we've got about five minutes, so let's just whip through some of the big results from the weekend just gone. Chelsea and Fulham had a nil-all draw. What about Everton? I know it was counteracted to the fact that Man City lost uh, yesterday, and let's see what happens with Man City uh, going forward. But Everton beating Arsenal 1-0.
3: Yeah, fantastic result for for Everton. I mentioned in the preview of this game of the week, I I felt this could happen, that Arsenal would flip up just because Sean Dyche coming into the club, the fans, the atmosphere, it was going to be a rowdy reception at Goodison Park. It's never an easy place to play. Um, I think well done to Everton. And and obviously they're heading into the Merseyside derby this week against Liverpool, so they've got all the momentum behind them. I think Sean Dyche is in a position to really carry this club forward and get it out of possible relegation. So uh, well done for Everton. For Arsenal, slightly concerning. I think uh, they really created some half opportunities during that game, but really never got into the full swing of things. Perhaps having that weekend off during the FA Cup uh, last week has probably hurt them a little bit. Uh, and maybe a bit of fatigue is starting to set into that squad as well. So it'll be interesting to see
1: how Arsenal back up this uh, this weekend. Brighton one defeated Bournemouth nil. Man United 2 over Crystal Palace 1. And Manchester United will be one of the few teams that are just looking on at what's happening with Man City because currently I think they're in third. And, you know, if Man City do get deducted points this season, they become even more of a chance, Man United.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It'll be winding back the clock to the late 90s, early 2000s when Arsenal and United playing it out for a title challenge. That would be uh, something to watch. But, yeah, I think Man I will be definitely watching this and how the Crosstown rivals go in this whole investigation, as will the rest of the Premier League, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I think Man United are now responding. A good, good win against Palace. And, and I think it's it's very clear now that Ten Hag has got them in the right direction. So um, I think they're on the up, and uh, I think they'll only get better as the years
1: go on as well. Brentford 3 defeated Southampton nil. The pressure must be increasing on Jurgen Klopp. They lost Liverpool 3-0 to Wolves.
3: Yeah, well now there's already been cause for him to be sacked. Um which is no surprise really. Every single weekend it's not been looking great for Liverpool. The performances are getting more dire and the results obviously to follow. Um, they've had a terrible season. This season's almost been a, a write-off, you could almost say, for Liverpool. Uh, nothing's gone to plan for them. I know they've had a lot of injuries this season as well. Diaz being out, Domingo being out, even Thiago and Jordan Henderson were out for some period of the season as well. Um, Van Dijk came back and Trent Alexander-Arnold came back halfway through the season as well. That, it hasn't helped their cause, uh, but the fact is as well, that they're, they're nowhere near it either. I mean, they've still got a good enough squad to to get to beat some of these teams they should be beating and quite convincingly as well, and that's not happening by any stretch of the imagination. And so I wonder whether the pressure will turn on Jurgen Klopp, whether the board do start to question a few things that he's been starting to do. Obviously, loyalty does come into it because he's been fantastic for them over a five-year period. Four years out of the five, they've been unbelievable challenging for... For so many titles, not just the Premier League but the Champions League as well. But at the same time, you know loyalty in football is a uh, is a very fickle thing as well. So we will have to wait and see what unfolds there. But I, I think uh, for Liverpool at the moment they're really devastated by this loss and a lot of questions are coming out more and more.
1: Uh, Leicester City four over over Aston Villa two. Newcastle West Ham had a one all draw. Nottingham Forest beat Leeds United one 0 As we mentioned, the Leeds United manager has been sacked. And just in quickly in just 30 seconds yesterday, Tottenham won Man City. Neil, a bit of a shock result.
3: Yeah, a bit of a shock result. Good response from Spurs. I think they need to respond. No Conte on the sideline. So they did it without their main manager there. Uh, for City, I think it shows there's some holes there in their attack, even though they've got the likes of Harland up front. He hardly touched the ball yet again. He's been quiet. Uh, so, you know, again, for, for Pep Guardiola, they're keeping the ball quite a lot still, but not doing much with it. So, well done to Spurs for their defensive effort. They were fantastic.
1: And you would imagine this news story uh, that has broken overnight about what's happening with Manchester City may prove to be a distraction over the next few weeks as well. We'll have to wait and see. With that, John, great stuff. We'll chat again on Friday morning and preview another big weekend of the EPL and see if there's been any more news coming out of the UK relating to this Manchester City story. Yes, mate. A lot to, uh, a lot to talk about. Hopefully by then, and uh, we'll uh, yeah catch up soon. Thanks, mate. John Gallo, talking all things football. We'll catch up with him on Friday. We'll take a break, come back and wrap it up with a few texts. It is eleven minutes to six o'clock. Eleven to five in Queensland. Yeah, and should make mention as well on Monday, we'll have coverage of that Aston Villa Man City game leading into my show from 5.30 when we uh, will preview the Super Bowl with Chris Perkins, Vossi and Brandy back on Monday as well and then Super Bowl coverage from 9 a.m. So big day here on your home sport in Sydney and in Queensland, S-E-N. Uh, now, the Big Bash, we've been talking about that over the past few weeks and about its rejuvenation, uh, but a total audience of 538,000 across Foxtown and KO, Uh We tuned in for the Big Bash final uh, last Saturday. Now, it was the highest rating match on record for a Big Bash match on Fox Sports, eclipsing the previous record of 478,000 between the Melbourne Stars and Sydney Thunder in 2011 and 2012. Now, it has to be said, for a period of time, Channel 10 had the Big Bash, which I would imagine would have rated higher, but definitely does show, if you take into account how many people would have watched it on Channel 7 as well, definitely does show the Big Bash has had some sort of rejuvenation of, this year, which is good to see, and I think it will help next year having less games as well. Uh, let's finish with a couple of your texts. This is from Jason on 0457 736, 736 In terms of Man City, uh, he says, lose all of their premiership points. Uh, look what happened to the Melbourne Storm. Well, yes, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that, no doubt. As I said to John, they'll be challenging it. And we started our NRL Clubs preview this morning. Chookman says on the text, Hi Dan, with the spine the Dolphins have, they're going to struggle. Milford's game reminds me of my golf game. Uh, second last, just uh, for me, just ahead of the Dragons. Bring back a big arty, all right? So the do- uh, the Dragons with the wooden spoon for Chukban. I think a few people have the Dragons with the wooden spoon. Breakfast coming up next with Julian King, Jaleesa Abbs. They'll be joined by Michelle Bishop live from All Stars Camp and also Lee Hatchpin, us with Sport and the Law. For our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of that show and then Padden Hills along from 6 a.m. local time. Tomorrow on this show, Matty Cox is back as host of Trades Use in Melbourne, so we'll have a chat with him. Breakfast follows the news, and I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m. Have a great day.